This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. This is the Thinkabit Lab, and it's a dedicated makerspace for middle school students, 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, to experience the world of work at Qualcomm, as well as experiencing uh, engineering in a very personal and hands-on way. After a lot of research, we found that the 6th, 7th, and 8th grade level students, they lose their passion for math and science. Something happens, whether it's science isn't cool, especially for girls, math isn't cool. There's a transitional period between that 8th and 9th grade year. So we said, what if we really just hone in and show them that engineering's fun, that science is fun, math is fun, and that the concepts they're learning in the classroom can be transferred into a real-world job. STEM or STEAM, science, technology, engineering, and math. And if you throw that A in there, then you get STEAM, the arts. And as you can look around the Thinkabit lab, you'll see there's art all around us. Why should Qualcomm be doing this? Well, we're a leader here in San Diego, naturally one of the largest private employers here in our community. And I think it's really important for a business to be connected to education. More and more, we've heard that business isn't engaged enough Oftentimes, it's uh, businesses engaged in the form of check writing, but this is a way for us to really give back in a very personal way. They want local San Diegans to work for Qualcomm, and, and ultimately, they want to ignite the passion in kids, and that's what we want to do, too. So we have a similar vision, and working alongside people who are for education, it's, it's really powerful. Once the kids get through the elevator, and they have to be quiet, actually. That's kind of funny, too, because it is a real working environment. So I can't imagine what they're feeling when they're coming through this, like, real work environment. Oh, we've got to be quiet. How serious is this going to be? And uh, they immediately go into the world of workroom. Okay, good morning. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Are you guys excited? Yes. It's going to be an awesome day. So Qualcomm, so 31,000 people working on these technologies, and a main portion of them are? engineers okay and we're going to give you a taste of engineering today when you go into think a bit lab the question that we often are prompting ourselves with is how does a child aspire to a career they don't know exists we talk about the world of work at qualcomm and how it relates to other big companies maybe how their interests and values are mapped out to these these careers and really we emphasize engineering obviously being a tech company but here in this space we talk about kind of those support functions, marketing, graphic design, finance, legal, business development, user interface designers. We're starting to put these different vocabulary words into middle school brains, and it's really cool to see. You know, we're not so much trying to push kids into STEM fields per se. We do believe that STEM capability is going to be critical for all workers in the future. and 21st century careers, to be able to understand technology, whether you're a lawyer or an accountant or a human resources professional, we're all going to need to know and understand technology. So STEM really will be a part of all careers in the future, and that's what we want to encourage. So what I like to do is I like to synchronize the class before we get started. And how we do that is we get in one giant circle and we all hold hands. We use this thing... It looks like a giant battery, and I explained to them that a circuit, in order for it to work, needs to be a complete circuit. And so they have to get in a giant circle and hold hands. And so they get to see immediately what a complete circuit does and how, with the speed of light, if you let go, it'll stop working. And that's just how the circuit works in real life. (laughs) Disconnect? Oh, it is not conductive through cloth. But this does not mean 
That's only because there's not enough voltage. If the voltage was higher, it maybe would be going through cloth. Okay, the longer one is the positive side, the shorter one is the negative side. From there, we have them building a basic circuit, uh, which is an LED turning on. And then, uh, which, it's actually really cool, you know, never underestimate an LED turning on, how exciting that is for somebody. There you go. A lot of times engineers will come in because they're just curious about what's going on. So we introduce them. This is a real engineer who's working on the Snapdragon chip that's in all of the latest phones, um, or who created the 4K technology. So really bringing that kind of abstract idea of what an engineer is or who a Qualcomm professional is, bring them into the space and really just teach them. This is what they actually, this is what they look like, right? There's a difference between listening to me ramble on about jobs in college and then when they actually see people who actually went to college and are engineers and people who are like them, especially having a female like Sarah at Qualcomm being the lead engineer and teaching them. I think that was really powerful, especially for the girls to see that they, they can do this too. From there, we go into getting an LED to blink and using the uh, example code from the Arduino. And this is actually one of my favorite parts of the day because I feel like we get to not only expose ourselves to engineering and coding, but also I get to challenge them with something that I'm not sure they're familiar with. And that's it. That is all my code in that loop. They've gone from just learning basics of, you know, the Arduino and the breadboard and how do you code something... The idea of what was code was very foreign to them and understanding that it's just, it's some numbers, you're telling something what to do, and then being able to code it into this Arduino and actually seeing an LED blink because you told it to do that really just opens up a door for a lot of them. Oh my gosh! Oh my god, it's magic! It's blinking! It's magic! And they're all exposed to at least, you know, one, that coding can affect your system that it's not as hard as they thought it would be, and um, that it was a lot more fun than I thought it would be. So it's not the dry, you know, I get a lot of, oh, I thought this was going to be a really boring impression. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard kids tell me, oh my gosh, this was so much more fun than I thought it would be. I even had this one girl whisper to me, I thought I was going to be a computer nerd. This is so much fun. And I was like, I don't know why you're whispering, but awesome, <laughs> you know? So if you look at here, this one is a regular servo. From there, we go into servos immediately and try to, you know, get both the servos to work. We have a full rotation and a regular servo. The full rotation goes round and round, and the regular one goes back and forth. And so then, after that exercise, it's free game. They get to choose one servo, uh, and then they get to go to the craft store and actually build out their entire project. It never ceases to amaze me what these kids can come up with. I mean, they don't have limits in their own head. Any product that is worthy had to go through some artistic process. So the powerful thing about STEAM is that the art allows these kids the platform to be whoever they want. It's not forcing them to create a rigid product in, in any way, shape, or form. And to give these kids that flexibility and empowerment is probably one of the first times in their childhood that they get to own something that's completely theirs. And they got to manifest it in a way that was their imagination through and through. There's no doubt in my mind the change that happens in students from when they come into the lab to when they exit the lab. For sure, they didn't think they were going to be coding. For sure, they weren't thinking they would create a robotic 
craft. When they exit the lab, they are almost more energized than when they came in. Kids that walk in like this, yeah, I can do that. And they leave like, <laughs> like it's just like this ginormous smile. Like they are just lit up. I think the space can provide proof to our peers in society that you can ease people into traditionally difficult subject matters. And not only is it fun, but the kids like it, the adults putting it together like it, and it really is a win-win-win situation. What's exciting is that many schools have said, since we've come to the Think of It Lab, we're motivated to create our own Think of It Lab. And that was our ultimate hope, that schools would be interested enough that they would create a space dedicated to engineering and science and coding so that the students could have regular accessibility. So schools like Monarch School, E3 Charter, Feaster Steam Charter, uh, those schools are making inroads to create their own maker spaces at their school. I really believe what we're doing here at Feaster is exciting, it's innovating, it's engaging, and it's really exposing our kids to a variety of opportunity. They wanted to get involved right from the beginning. Their uh, superintendent, their principal, their staff have been phenomenal because they've been open to listening to our thoughts as we've been open to listening to their thoughts. It's been a perfect collaboration. As we've grown, we have helped each other both in so many ways. They came out here last year and actually helped us develop our own engineering lab. We are so fortunate to be able to send 6th, 7th, and 8th graders to Qualcomm but we have 1,200 students here at Feaster, and our kindergartners, first graders, second graders, all of our kids wanted to have that experience. A lot of what I'm working with them is constructive struggle. They have problems, and things don't work out how they originally planned it to be, and so it's how do we figure this out, and trying to let them think and work through it. Uh, I hold it right here. It gave me a way to see things differently and to be able to work in those hard situations where you don't, where you have to show grit and be, have another way of look, to look at things instead of just being, I'm done, I'm not going to do that. I really want them to take away the process so it isn't one thing or one project or one idea. It's more about the process that they go about thinking because it translates so well from what they're doing here into real world, real life situations. When you're stuck and you see somebody else building something, you can take a little part of that and put it into yours and then take a little part of something else and put it into yours and it would significantly help you because it just builds your creativity off of them. I walk into that classroom and eyes don't turn to see who came in the door. They are focused, they're engaged, they're talking to each other, they're communicating with each other, they're collaborating. Three years ago when I walked onto this campus, if I asked a child what they wanted to be, you would have heard a very standard football player, basketball player, uh, dancer, things that they relate to and see in their immediate community. Now we hear kids saying that they want to uh, be engineers or they want to be scientists or they want to um, work in forensics. And this type of vocabulary they didn't have before, this type of inspiration they didn't have before. And frankly, they didn't have the knowledge before because they weren't exposed to it. Success to me means that we've inspired a child who may not have known before what they wanted to do. 
To me, I feel successful if a kid comes back excited and wanting to learn more about a specific topic or wanting to work on a project that before they might have seen as just a task or an assignment. When they want, when they're engaged, when they're excited about something, to me that's success. You've been listening to a podcast by University of California Television. For more information about this program or UCTV, visit us online at uctv.tv.